Hey, beautiful people, this is Nika and Cliff. You know what time it is. Get ready as we dive into some inspiring and powerful stories here on Judea's Journey. Episode three. We're back. Back like we never left. Back like we never left. All right. Hype man, hype man. <laughs> so, yeah, get pretty excited about uh, this interview, guys, that you're going to be able to listen to here shortly. But, man, it's been a it's been a crazy, crazy few days. A um, little update about Judea. Judea had her dental procedure uh, last Wednesday, and they were going to remove a couple teeth. Unfortunately, they only got one out. Judea's bone is very dense, and we had no idea that came from Dad. Thank you. I'll take the blame for that. So they Except got accept responsibility. <laughs> they they got one out. Unfortunately, it took over an hour for one tooth, and it had to come out in bits and pieces. And the dentist, who has been a dentist for 24 years, said she's never been so exhausted after a tooth extraction. So she now has to go to an oral surgeon. So just uh, keep her in your thoughts and prayers. And um, the journey is not over for her yet as far as dental problems. Okay, let's gear up and get ready to listen to a powerful story, Kevin's Journey. Yo, DJ, drop that. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So I'm excited about this interview, you guys. Um, this is uh, a young lady that I know very well, and um, I'm going to have her kind of jump into it and introduce herself and her family um, and give us a little detail there. Go ahead. Take it away, Amy. All right. Yes, I'm Amy, and I'm going to be hopefully mostly talking about Kevin, although I have three kids, um, Austin, Kevin, and Nayeli. Not in that order, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, Kevin is the youngest. He has Down syndrome, and he's 12. Okay. Almost 13. Oh, wow. It's a crazy age. Um, yes. How so, old yeah, are you? It's your me, the three kids. Yeah, the other kids are um, 17 and 14. Oh, wow. A house full of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and cats. We have three cats. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> they keep well, me sane. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. It sounds like a very fun household that probably keeps you on your toes every day. <laughs> every day, yes. Yes. <laughs> So, okay. Oh, and um, I think something unique to our situation, as far as, you know, it just being me and the kids is uh, uh -huh. I don't live by any family. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. My entire family lives out of state and most of my closer friends also live out of state. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. How long, how long have you been where you are? How many years? Um, we have been in our location or, you know, within 15 miles of our location for, um, I think it, it's going on 14 years. Okay. 
And have you always been a single yeah. mom? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, when I first moved here, no, um, you know, I, I had a partner and that's Kev's dad and we were together two and a half years. Um, but mostly, I mean, I have not been married since I, I did live with a different partner for, for a few years, um, okay. since then, but yeah, it's mostly, I've been a single mom. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into the, our next question. So you told us, you know, uh, Kevin's name. I think the spelling is absolutely very unique and I love that. I'd like to know how you came up with that. Um, but tell us a little bit about Kevin, his, obviously we know his name and his age, but tell us about his diagnosis a little bit, if you could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I listened to your last podcast and I liked the little birth story part. I mean, you know, heart wrenching, but I, I like starting at the birth. So um, my pregnancy with Kev, uh, I had had a miscarriage and a few months later I got pregnant with Kev and I was, you know, happy, feeling blessed that I was able to get pregnant again. Um, and I, uh, I started bleeding at eight weeks pregnant and I was just mortified that I, I wouldn't be able to keep that baby either. And, you know, I went in and they checked my HCG levels and uh, so they test you one day and then you go back a day or two later and they test it again and they were still rising and they said that meant that the baby was still growing and developing. And so it was just, you know, a relief and I just felt good that he was still making it in there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the pregnancy was an okay pregnancy. I'm, I'm not really a great pregnant person, but <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I made it out. Uh, I had him delivered him, um, I think 38 weeks on the dot. And he, uh, when he was born about 30 minutes after he was born, the doctor came in and said, we, um, we see some soft markers for down syndrome. Um, you know, we won't know for sure unless we do, uh, a test or we could wait and see how he develops and you know you might find out six seven months and uh you know the doctor he had tears in his eyes when he was telling me this and you know I just looked at him I said doctor he's he's my baby I love him you know and right. you know the doctor said well I just I know how much this pregnancy meant to you and and that you lost your previous baby and I said, you know, no, it's, he's my baby and I love him. It's, it's fine. Um, I did want the test. I, I had refused testing during pregnancy. I'm the kind of person that, well, first of all, you know, when they test for Down syndrome, it, it was the triple screen back when I was doing it. I think they test for more things now. So yeah. um, it's like a quadruple screen or more, but um, I had refused it because it was, you know, no, because if it comes up positive, they're going to want to do an amnio. And I have no interest in doing an amnio that increases your risk for miscarriage. And I don't want to miscarry this baby. So, right. um, and, and even though, you know, even the amnio, it's, it's not a 100% thing and, and the triple screen isn't, um, 
you know, so you, you find out your child might have a chromosomal abnormality. It's not a for sure thing. And, right. and I just think that I thought, you know, it'll, it'll make me worry too much during pregnancy. And I already struggle with all the things that pregnancy brings. So yeah. I didn't really want to add to those stressors. Um, and yeah, so I just, I had refused the, the, the testing and I still feel okay about that because, you know, once I found out he might have it, we, they, they did a blood test and 10 days later, the doctor called me. And of course, as soon as I heard the doctor's voice, I was like, okay, that's, you know, I, I knew my answer, but right. in those 10 days, um, you know, Kev's dad and I, we read everything we could about Down syndrome. Um, you know, Google can be scary, but there's good <laughs> yes. things about it yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> we, I had been blogging during my pregnancy and I sort of think that was a, a blessing because, um, you know, I just followed some of your typical blogs, like keeping your house nice and Pinterest type things, you know, but when I found out Kevin might have Down syndrome, I, at my fingertips had blogs of parents with kids with Down syndrome and, you know, I could get sort of an idea and sort of find my own comfort within that. Right. Um, and I would say after when my doctor told me, he said that he went to college with someone who had a child with Down syndrome as well. And mm -hmm. he gave me that classmate's phone number. Um, and they only live about an hour and a half away from where I live. Uh, oh. So, you know, I, I cried for a few hours just because, you know, it just seems intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I you know, I just didn't, I didn't know what to expect because I had read things from, you know, only 50% of kids with Down syndrome live past the age of four. I, I don't believe it's true, but it's something I had read at the time and it was very intimidating. Right. And, or you can read like some people with Down syndrome go to college and it's just very all over the place. And, and you don't, you don't know. I, right. I still don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he lived past four. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. Yes. So um, that's a, I think that's a, an amazing story. And it's, you know, it's kind of, we kind of have the similarities because prior to Judea, you know, Nika actually had a miscarriage and, yep. mm -hmm. you know, that was our first child and um, yeah, she miscarried. And then what was it? Almost the Oh, it was. <laughs> so this doesn't have anything to do with Kevin's story. So I apologize, but just an example of just blessings. It, we, I miscarried Jay on October or was it October? Yeah. October 30th or miscarried Jay. I miscarried. <laughs> <laughs> I miscarried on October 30th of 2013. And then I had Jay on October 30th of 2015. No, that, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I had her on the same exact date that I miscarried a year or two prior. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 It's all, it's all a blur because it just kind of mushes together in my brain. But it was when I sat back and thought about it way after the fact, I was like, wow. But my pregnancy was normal just like you said, things were normal, but so there are a lot of similarities in the story. It's cool to hear, intriguing to hear. Yeah, definitely. So 
you know, you know that's you interesting. I think. Sorry. No, oh, you're no, fine. you're fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think Kevin was actually his true due date was right around that same time that I miscarried also. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I didn't even it think is. about it until I, I, I always say God brought it and put it on my heart and my, my mind. Just one day, I just thought about it and that overwhelmed me in the moment, you know, because it's beautiful. It's bittersweet, but it's still beautiful, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 What were you gonna ask? So, so Kevin, is Kevin the youngest? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. So, you know, you bring Kevin home. Tell us a little bit about the family dynamic. How you know, did it how that? Yeah, how did it affect, you know, at home and especially with the other siblings? Yeah. Okay. So my kiddos were five years old and one-year-old when Kevin mm -hmm. was born. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, you know, it was just, that was normal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was very blessed in that regard. It was just very typical. I think, you know, the first few years were probably in a lot of ways, as far as the family dynamic, very typical. Because um, yeah. Kevin was a baby and a toddler. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes, you know, when your kiddo has a, a delay, it you know doesn't show up till they're a little older. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were there were health issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. Talk about those. I forgot to ask. Right. So Kevin also, on top of Down syndrome, has hypothyroidism. I think he was diagnosed. I mean, close to a year, but before a year, I'm pretty sure. Um, so he takes medication for that, and he um. There was this thing when he was, I think he was about six months old, but it's a blur now. Anyway, um, his head was moving funny and I thought maybe he was having seizures. It was really scary. Um, and I, I also noticed his eyes were doing this weird shuddery thing. Um, not like his eyelids, but his actual eyeballs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we... Of course, I called the doctor right away and we took him in and they sent us to a neurologist and, um, you know, that was just scary itself. Uh, and I think, I think I Googled it before I went there. Um, Shout out to Google. You know, Google here. That's right. Um, I, you know, it was just like head shaking and eye shaking, which is called nystagmus, the, the type that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it could have been one of two things. It was either this thing called spasmus newtons, which includes nystagmus in the wobbly head. And that can go away. I think between the ages of three and five on its own, it's, it's, it's just those two conditions together. Um, mm -hmm. or it, it could be a brain tumor. <laughs> so that was, oh, goodness. Yeah, one or the other. And so obviously that was just really scary, but we went and he had the scan done and it came back and it was the one that was supposed to go away. So, good, and it did, it ended up going away. I think even before he turned three, I mean, I think he still has nice stagmas randomly, but uh, yeah, the head wobble went away and, and he was fine. And again, good. thank goodness, because there's already enough on your plate sometimes. And right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was, gets overwhelming if there's more than one diagnosis. It gets so overwhelming. 
Yeah. We can relate to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, just a little other background about my family. Uh, my oldest has been diagnosed with Asperger's as well. And I'm sorry for anyone that does not call it that still. Um, it's just uh, autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when we were given the di diagnosis, they called it Asperger's. So. Right, right. Um, but so that's, and he was not diagnosed with that until he was 10. Oh, wow. And, and Kevin was, I think five. So, I mean, that was a mm. whole new thing wow. and a whole new slew of doctor's appointments and right. things to go to and things to learn about. So two kids that you had to kind of, it just shifted your whole world. I'm sure for sure. Yeah. It, it, it was overwhelming a lot at times and occasionally it still is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier about my calendar coming up here, how we've got some appointments and, you know, it's just, I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh, okay. That's, I mean, like any parent though. Right. I mean, right. Right. Sometimes you just have that busy schedule, um, with special needs. Sometimes it's just different doctor's appointments and specialists and right. Jumping through hoops before you can have different procedures done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Amen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, yes, yep. yes. Well, we kind of talked a little bit about your fi family dynamic, um, but we do want to jump into other categories of your life, just jumping in depth of how it has affected these areas. Um, one of them, how about your social life? In what ways would you say, did your social life have to change, need to change? Did it change? Some people don't, some people do. What social life? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, again, when he was younger, I don't think there was much difference. And I think now probably the biggest thing is just me. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm tired a lot. And, you know, I just, it, it seems like after doing so many things or after giving so much energy, trying to give, convince your child to do something they don't want to do, or, you know, just, just menial things like, like taking a bath. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but Evan really does not like taking baths and <laughs> it's, I mean, he's 12 and he's, he's big boy, yep. you know, it's, it's he's not stinky. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not easy. And I, I get that that's probably a typical thing of 12, almost 13 year old boys, but being that he does need extra help sometimes it's my responsibility literally to make him do that right um and you know i i still have to wash his hair and you know because otherwise he gets it all in it the shampoo all in his eyes and <laughs> nobody wants that um right. he is pretty cool about it now like if i give him a bar of soap and a washcloth he takes care of the rest right but and then you know i i might if i leave him long enough I might walk into a flooded bathroom or he <laughs> used one of the bath toys to scoop or spray water onto the floor carpeting outside the bathroom you know it's fun stuff like that never know what you're gonna get so it kind of just sounds like social life it's just kind of hard in general to obviously maintain especially with having to work having to be a mom having to like you said you deal with that 
you deal with being a parent already, but you have other challenges on top of that with Kevin, just because of who he is. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah. Not, not having the energy, not, I do that all the time. I'll be like, I'm going to go out with my friends and I'm going to plan this and I'm ready to turn up, have some fun. Whoop, whoop. And then I'm like, <laughs> nope, cancel, cancel, cancel. Too much energy is right. given every day. I don't have enough to go around. It is. Um, you know, I did figure out maybe about five years ago, if I, if I can get away on a vacation or two during mm -hmm. the year, mm -hmm. um, without kids, it's amazing. And I, I know it's not an option for everybody, but it, it's something I was able to do. I've been able to do, and it's, Good. it's really, really nice. And, um, so strange just to have that time where I'm not worried about something or working on something, you know, it's just, it's a really needed break. So I, I think that's important. When I was, when I was younger, I think that I thought, you know, I would never go on vacations without my kids because I love them so much. I want them with me all the time. And, <laughs> and, and I do, I love them so much, but it right. is amazing to take a little bit of time for yourself if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Everyone that's listening, I hope you and, took and notes on that. Yes. Take start planning your <laughs> vacations now. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a far away adventure, you know, something simple right. that fits into your budget or schedule. Yeah. 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 A three day weekend, just somewhere if you can, you know, just yeah. just little things here and there. Um absolutely. Also, you know, I stayed home with the kids uh for six, six years. Um, because with the appointments I had for Kev and for Aust, there was no way I could have maintained a job. And, you know, it's back when Kevy was, you know, going to the hospital, I mean, not all the time, but enough, he would get croup and we'd end up in the ER in the middle of the night. And, you know, you can't, you can't maintain a job that you can't show up for because your kiddo's sick. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if it's not a flexible kind of job, I'm, really really lucky right now I have a job you know where they do understand when things like that come up Good. and it's it's amazing to have a supportive workplace that's awesome definitely that's awesome. yeah yeah so with all the you know everything we just kind of talked about and you know we talked about uh you being able to take those vacations to you know get a little break um, how else has, you know, all of these different challenges affected, you know, your mental health? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, just your mental health and how that's mentally, because it can be taxing not only physically, but mentally at times to where all it's, <laughs> yeah, to where it's just like, man, you on the outside, you, you're trying to put on that smile and you're trying to be positive and but sometimes mentally I mean it can really right. um your mind can start mm -hmm. playing tricks on you and yeah just like she said break you and talk a little bit about that yeah so I how do you say it <laughs> I believe in therapy um okay. I think you know just having somebody and it doesn't actually have to be a therapist just having somebody you can talk to about anything and everything, you know, and, and I'm a, 
external processor. I have to say things out loud to figure them out. And so I really do need somebody just to, to talk to and figure things out that way. Um, I go to therapy. I mean, that's, that's what I do for my mental health. Um, you're right though. I, I put on a happy face a lot. I mean, yeah, you have a good happy face. (laughs) I, I do. I, I, I mean, I thank you, but I, I focus (laughs) on, I focus on the good a lot and it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not faking it. I'm so grateful for the things in my life and, and special needs is a challenge. Um, but it's brought a lot of good into my life. That might sound funny, but, um, you know, there are things I've learned and, and people I've met and beauty that I've seen in other people because of this thing that's in our life. And Mm -hmm. it's really amazing sometimes. Um, you know, even I'm just thinking about like these little kids that you see that, uh, we went to a birthday party not too long ago and Kevin was the only kiddo with um, obvious special needs. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I can't judge other people's needs without talking to their families, but right. uh, Kevin was the only one with obvious special needs. And there was a bounce house there and he's sort of like this king of the hill in bounce houses. <laughs> and he likes to uh, help other kids down the slides oh. and <laughs> Other kids are not typically big fans of that. And Kev just likes the social interaction part. He's like, oh, everybody's crazy and this is exciting. And, you know, I can make them go. And we try to talk about it before we go to these things. And I try to be clear with him. You know, you can't, you can't touch other people. This is something yeah. they need to do on their own. Just do your own thing. But inevitably, he will always start pushing but these kids at the bounce house, when they started, when he started doing it, I mean, there were several of them. I'd say at least five different kids who just had the most lovely reactions, just healthy. You know, they just, you know, Kevin's mom, come help. This is what he's doing. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, they, they, they ask questions like, you know, why does he do that? Um, you know, and I just try to say, you know, he's just trying to have fun and he doesn't understand that people might get hurt. And, you know, I try to help him know, and I think you did the right thing getting me. And this other little kid goes, you know, I think I want to push him down. So he knows what it felt like. And and I said, oh, buddy, I, I understand. I mean, I really understand that it was scary for you. And it would be, you know, in your head, it would be nice if you could show him that and he would understand, but he will, he might not understand that's how you felt. And right. and then you would make him sad and you probably don't want to make him sad. And he's like, no. And, you know, I, I just, there's something else I said to the kids, you know, one of the kiddos was asking me more questions and we started talking and I told him, you know, Kevin is 12, but, you know, he doesn't always act like he's 12 for everything. Some things he does, like he can cook some of his own food. He can you know, he can take trash out to the curb. He can do a lot of awesome things that other 12 year olds do, but Mm -hmm. some things he doesn't like in the bounce house, he acts more like a two or a three-year-old. Um, and you know, the kids ask why, and I usually try to tell him, well, he has something called down syndrome and he just learns a different way than other people do. Right. And, but, but these kids, I've met so many kids that are inquisitive 
and just interested in learning and they just take Kevin for who he is Good. like yeah. they yeah. it's it really does it just gives me hope and humanity because I I see a lot of good things from those kids good that's beautiful I love that I love that so real quick I do want to ask about friendships so um sometimes like in our situation with Jay it affects building friendships finding friendships trusting friendships all that stuff I know that with some some parents again every situation is different it doesn't always affect it the same way what would you say about your situation with building friendships or new friendships or just kind of jump into that and kind of explain to us if you've had challenges without it all or not yeah um well, as I mentioned before, I don't live by any family. So right. friendships are, are what I've got. Um, I've got two close friends in the area. And I mean, like really close friends, you know, the ones that can hang out with Kevin once in a while. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Um, and Kev, Kev loves them, you know, he, Good. yeah. And, and that's really important. Um, I don't, I'd, and honestly, I'd love more friends. I, um, it's, it's that time and exhaustion thing. And I mean, mm -hmm. that does, I think any working person, working parent has that. Um, mm -hmm. and I do, I try to get my, some of my emotional fulfillment from relationships at work. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I look forward to, to seeing people daily or weekly in my job and uh, occasionally monthly but <laughs> you know I I like a job where I can just sort of I mean obviously it's it's not super close but where I can be friendly and feel right like people are friendly towards me um right absolutely that's probably where I get the most of that from um okay okay you know it's it's just a time thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We definitely get it because it's just, again, there's not enough time in a day, you know, and there's so many different things that go on. And like you said, working, um, multiple children, like everyone has <laughs> needs. Um, not even, like I said, Kevin and, but everyone has needs regardless right. if they're considered special or not, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, um, it keeps you busy. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah, definitely. Um, real quick, before I hop into the rest of this, I do want you to explain to our listeners, because every kid has a different personality. I want you to kind of tell us about Kevin's personality. You kind of already touched on that. He's a touchy uh, guy, <laughs> um, yep, but tell us about sure. his personality a little bit. I would love to. Um, I love Kevin's personality. He is my opinion, a little bit of a class clown. I think that's where <laughs> you get the, the guy that wants to help people down the slides. Um, he, he loves making jokes. He loves making people laugh. He, um, and when I say make jokes, so Kevin is technically nonverbal. Okay. Um, you know, he, he does have some vocabulary, but sometimes he just sort of speaks gibberish. Mm -hmm. Um, although I do think his gibberish means things to him. I, Right. Yeah. I, I think that his words have meaning to him because, you know, he says some of the same sounds all the you time. You know, I think he knows what he means. I don't always, mm -hmm. other people don't always, but, and obviously um, his family and our closer friends 
have an easier time understanding him than other mm-hmm. people do. Mm-hmm. But uh, he thrives off of social interaction. Um, he he wants to be friends with just about everybody. Um, <laughs> yep. He, he makes a point to say hello to the people, you know, when he knows their names. And um, like I said, at my workplace, uh, he comes right as we're closing and he'll come in and say hello to my coworkers, uh, often That's by cute. name. <laughs> and no, it's, it's precious. And he, you know, he, he likes, he, he's really good at shaking hands, which I find adorable because, you know, sometimes he'll go up to like a two-year-old and go to shake their hand. Oh, that's too funny. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cute. And I love when they shake his hand back. It makes me, I'm like, wow, they, they know how to shake hands too. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think other than the class clown. I mean, he's, he's intuitive. Um, he, I just. I think Kevin sees people by their hearts. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like a superpower, but it sort of is. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. There's got a couple of funny stories I have, or I don't know, touching. So we went to this zombie car wash, uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska once we were traveling through and <laughs> there was this woman and she was in a wheelchair, um, dressed as a zombie. And so she had torn bloody clothing and like green makeup and Kevin ran over by her and put his hands up and jumped into her lap. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that is too funny. I just, and she was in love with him. And I just, I thought it was great. I was like, my kid is so accepting. He even thinks zombies are nice if they are. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty cool. I was pretty pleased with that. And then this other time, um, and I don't know, not to knock my own character, but, um, you know, I had, we had went to this McDonald's once and um, there was a woman in there and and I think she was homeless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was with my kids and and, I mean, I don't think homeless people are bad. I understand they have struggles. But, you know, you could tell she hadn't bathed in a while. And I just, you know, I just wanted to get the food and go. I, you know, I I think that's probably a somewhat typical reaction to that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would be the same way. Kevin, um, Kevin went across the McDonald's and he went over by her and he went to give her a hug and he's not, he doesn't hug everybody. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, he, he likes to shake hands. Sometimes he doesn't even go by people. I mean, he doesn't hug everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went over by her and he gave her a hug. And I, I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> he was already there. I'm not gonna like yell, right. no, don't hug. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there might be some situations where I do, but there was nothing right. inherently wrong with her. So, um, and so he hugged her and, and he's got good hugs, you know, he just, the bear hug thing and you know I went over by him just to, to bring him back so we could order our food mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she goes thank you for letting him hug me mm. and oh, wow and I just I feel like in that moment I realized my own bias yeah and and where I was wrong 
just, you know, for my pre-assumption um, yeah. or whatever it was I was having go on in my head. And, you know, I just said, no, it's, it's fine. And, and at that moment I felt led as well to hug her. Um, yeah. And I just think, like I said, Kevin sees people's hearts and I feel like we could all just learn so much from that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but he, he does, he, he teaches me or helps me be the best version of myself, I think. And yeah, I think, I think other people have learned from him as well. And I, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I would agree that, you know, it's like, he's a gift and, you know, sometimes with life, we can get so, you know, just worked up about every little thing. And, and it's like, even with Judea, sometimes I'll realize I might have a stressful day at work and like anxiety about different things, financial stuff, whatever the case is. And then sometimes I'll look at her and she's in her little happy hyper mode where she's just like being goofy and (laughs) kicking her arms and just being super goofy. And I'll just look at her and smile and just like, you know, it's, it's like, she doesn't even have a care in the world. Like it's like, what, what, what stresses, stresses us out and makes us unhappy doesn't even penetrate their hearts. Yeah. And it doesn't affect them the same way. And it's in those moments, I'll look at her and like, it's almost like God will tell me like, you need to take notes. Right. <laughs> like, look, look how she's right. acting right now. Like you need to take, take some notes. notes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, a lot of people have this thing that they often say about people with Down syndrome. It's just like, oh, they're, they're happy all the time. And that's really not true. <laughs> Does he struggle with uh, behaviors? Um, yeah, some, I mean, sometimes I don't know how much more or less than other kids his same age both my boys um have special needs so I don't know particularly (laughs) what a typical boy would act like um you know my oldest had meltdowns a lot when he was you know between 10 and 13 um Kevin you know he struggles with some things Uh, he's really stubborn um (laughs) you know, I can tell him something and he can just act like he can't hear me at all, but he can hear toast pop from two rooms away. Um, so I know that his hearing is good. Uh, he, he, um, yeah. So he's grounded from his iPad right now because today I was like, you need to turn that down. And he just completely ignored me. And Mm -hmm. I, I give, ample warnings and finally I was like you know what no we're we're done with this today and uh, it was probably time anyway but um no so I was gonna say is Kevin is he's not happy all the time he has a wide range of emotions um anger sometimes and Mm -hmm. and yeah he can try to rip things up or throw things if he's angry today mm-hmm. it was going to be a receipt it really wasn't anything important typically thank goodness typically it's not important things yeah um he does he he is capable of recognizing or if I just give him the right tone of no he mm-hmm. actually will listen which I'm grateful for right um but what what I think 
is lovely and and why I think people think people why I think people think <laughs> people with Down syndrome are happy all the time is he's very forgiving he he lives in the moment so if something bad happens he will process that emotion and then he will let it go mm-hmm. he doesn't hang on and and so it's just and that also is i think humbling at times because you know you can get frustrated with your kiddo and you can feel bad you know that you yelled at them or that you didn't handle a situation exactly how you had hoped to mm-hmm. and you know kev doesn't stay locked in his room he doesn't um you know hold it against me like one of my other teenagers might <laughs> he he processes it processes it i can't say that word right now processes, processes. it <laughs> <laughs> and then moves on that's great. Yeah. 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 I think that's definitely amazing. Um, just the lessons that they teach us, you know, yeah. it's, so it's true. huge. Um, let's go down to, we got one final question that we want to ask you, um, because you kind of talked about, you know, the positive ways that your journey has helped you grow as a person. Um, but let's talk about any advice you may have for any parent, um, any family that may have a special needs child, um, that are, that are new to the journey or even, even people who, I mean, they don't necessarily have to have a special needs child, but you know, a piece of encouragement advice, whatever you could give to help encourage them through their journey or the journey they might be embarking upon soon not knowing yeah. the situation. Right. Um, you know, I'm not an expert. I still, <laughs> I still go everything day by day, moment by moment. Um, but you know, if, if you're going to have a baby with special needs, or if you have a new baby with special needs, I would just say, enjoy, enjoy the little things, you know, enjoy, enjoy the little things that are big things to you. Yes. Right. Um, you know, there's just, there's always, sometimes our kids with special needs take longer to hit certain marks, but in a way that's beautiful because we have this extended time where we can be proud of these things. And, you know, Kev wasn't potty trained, I think until he was eight, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just amazing when he was, that he was, because sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, I definitely think in our lives, probably for all families, the little things are the big things. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think sometimes the, the journey is what it's all about. It's not about some end goal. It's, it's about all those things we learn in between. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I've never thought about that. I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I like to say beautiful <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that was beautiful. It's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we really appreciate you yes, taking you. the time to do this interview, Amy, and just learning a little bit about Kevin. I know there's obviously much more about him, but we just really appreciate you letting us in and learning about him. Um, and you're just, you're one of the most wonderful people I've ever met. Just a great heart. So I'm excited for everyone to listen to this podcast episode. I think it will be very inspiring for yes. a lot of people. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate thank you. Thank you, Nika. Absolutely. And thank you both for, for what you're doing and taking the time to get to know some of us and, and our journeys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that was good. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed that. I enjoy her sense of humor. I enjoy her positive perspective. But at the same time, it's very real. Yeah. The struggle is there. Amy's just a beautiful person, though. Yeah, I loved um, one of the big things. One of my big takeaways was just when we talked about, you know, the lessons that, you know, um, we're taught. You know, we talked about the lessons. She talked about the lessons that Kevin, um, you know, teaches her. And we talked about the lessons that Judea teaches us. And, you know, when she talked about that homeless individual and, man. you know, Kevin going to, yeah, for the hug, man, that, that was, was, that had me in my feels. <laughs> I would say the biggest thing I enjoyed listening to the most, um, is just Kevin's personality and Amy just making a point to remind people that just because you think a Down syndrome person is going should be a certain way, lovey-dovey, she was just pointing out, it's not always that way. Like, there are all sides to Kevin. It's not the just this lovey-dovey rainbows and sunshine every day, which some people sometimes do assume that with down syndrome people in general but I loved that part just it really digging into his personality um, so that was definitely my favorite part of the interview as well great choice thank you what can I say <laughs> so before we leave you guys you know I just wanted to leave you with a final thought and you know that thought is you you are stronger than you think you are. You are stronger than you think you are. A lot of times, you know, we as individuals, we think we can only handle a certain limit. Um, but until that limit is tested, you really don't know how strong you really are. I don't know if you've ever worked out before or been on the treadmill and, you know, you feel like you've given it everything you've gotten. But then your one of your favorite songs come on. And it kind of hypes you up, and all of a sudden you get this extra burst of energy. Come and hype me up. Come and come and hype hey. me up. <laughs> you get that extra burst of energy, and all of a sudden it's like I was getting ready to quit, but now I got this second wind, this extra burst of energy, because I had strength I didn't know I really had. So you're stronger than you think you are. Who is ever listening to this, please remember that. And please know that you are stronger than you think you are like that well it's Until a wrap next time <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for listening please 
uh, share, um, comment, um, leave reviews on whatever outlet you listen to this podcast. Um, the reviews definitely help us out. And if you know anybody out there that wants to share their story, send them our way. <laughs>